0: If you want an insight into the minds of the industry professionals, then there's only one place to be. One place to be. The Ins and Out Podcast with your host, Kane Silver. In this episode of the Ins and Outs Podcast, I speak to one of my favorite dancers and favorite people, Alexandra Shorndorf. Alex is a professional dancer from Germany who moved to London and then to Los Angeles. In this podcast, we talk about current events in LA like the fires that are going on. We talk about her current tour that she's on where she travels back and forth China almost every weekend. We talk about her time in LA and her time in London. And we talk about what she wants to do when she finishes being a dancer. She wants to walk doggies and train doggies. So here is Alexandra Schondorf. Yeah, does it feel good? Mm-hmm. You look like German Brittany.
1: No, that's a huge mic set <laughs> yeah. for her. Good yeah. luck.
0: <laughs> And we in, motherfucker. Oh, shit. Hello. How are you? i good, I'm Wel- good. Welcome home-ish. Yeah. Kind of home. You. It's like your kind second of. home.
1: It is. It always feels like it, for sure. Yeah? Mm. What have
0: you been up to since you've been here? Just chilling?
1: Just chilling. Getting Christmassy.
0: Getting Christmassy. So... Uh-huh. You've been in LA for the past too Almost many Almost four years. Four years. How does it feel finally to be back somewhere Christmassy and cold?
1: Oh, I just, I love, it's my favorite season. Yeah. So I'm all wrapped up in my scarf and beanie and coat.
0: You only ever visit here in the winter anyway.
1: Most of the time.
0: Like you were here in January, it was cold. Mm-hmm. You're
1: here again, it's cold. Yes. Yeah, I definitely was in Europe over the summer, mm-hmm. but I went to like Spain and Portugal and yeah. those kind of places because Europe and summer is amazing as well It is. but I definitely uh appreciate the cold more than most people do that live yeah. in LA so I get excited to be back yeah I
0: feel like when it's cold in LA everyone freaks the fuck out oh my out.
1: god and it's just like 15 degrees yeah you're yeah, like it's not
0: like i still <laughs> like, got yeah. I haven't got a jumper on or anything
1: exactly you're still in yeah. shorts yeah
0: it's cloudy <laughs> right it's not cold it's no. cloudy right um how's LA been with the fires and stuff have you been there at all with all that
1: um, I was actually away for when it was bad. I had a, sh- a show in China. Which is lucky. Mm-hmm. But uh, just hearing and seeing how extreme it was this time, I think, is pretty scary. Yeah. I and was, it's not that far away still. Like, well, it's like, what, 20 miles? Yeah. It's not far at all. Not even, I think, from where we're
0: at. I was saying to um my friends earlier, I was like, it freaks me out that all these crazy fires and shit is happening. Mm. And then there's still people just taking dance classes. Yeah, like, I know. Like, everyone's so close and living their normal life.
1: Yeah. And then you wake up in the morning, you go to your car, and there's just, like, a layer of ash on your car. Like, you know it's close if yeah. you've got ash on your car. You and, know what I mean? And then everyone
0: still like lives you, their day-to-day yeah. life. but mm-hmm. like the world doesn't stop.
1: And some people even told me that, um, like, because it happened in Malibu, and, mm-hmm. like, well-off people are there. And they are huge houses that mm-hmm. have probably been getting... The, like the warning of being evacuated a couple of times in the past couple of years, but the fire never actually made it to them. So they even expected it not to happen this time. They're like, oh, we'll be fine. Like, it's never going to reach here. Like, we're in Malibu. We have this beautiful house right by the beach, da-da-da. And then they waited too long. And by the time they actually evacuated, when they realized, shit, like this is going to actually reach us, they were too late. And then there was just traffic jams. And a lot of people got stuck there. And a lot of people died. That's how... Some people died in their cars or like on their way out because they just didn't... Make it in time. Yeah. And that's just and the attitude of, like, we'll always be okay, you know?
0: Yeah. And, you know, they're by the seaside, so they're probably like, oh, yeah. we're safe. We're right. not even by any trees. Right. Like, but It happens so quick. The wind is so strong. Yeah. It's scary. It's Yeah, it's super scary. And I was saying, like, because of LA's earthquakes, all the houses are made of wood. Mm-hmm. So it's not <laughs> yeah. like here, like in England, where everything's concrete. No. Like, it like w- it's Everything burn, will burn down straight but away. But there, everything's gone in seconds. Yeah. Seconds. It's fucking scary yeah, shit. Yeah. I keep seeing like it's all the celebrities' houses and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which Lady I mean, Gaga and everyone had. To yeah, to like I, I don't mean it. this to be horrible, but I'm glad it's. I'd rather no one, obviously, right. but I'm glad it's not poor people. Right, you know, at least yeah. it's wealthy people, which are still gonna have money in the bank to figure their life out. They get prob- a little
1: reality check, maybe, and they've probably got
0: insurance <laughs> to like yeah. save their ass. Whereas yeah. a hustling dancer wouldn't have that. Yeah, like if it, if, get if it had happened to it. me in L.A., like i screwed. Everything's gone on the streets yeah done (laughs) lucky really (laughs) so what are you doing over Christmas are you gonna
1: I'm gonna be back in Europe again yeah with the family I usually always have to split it between Germany seeing my grandparents and then Switzerland seeing my mom and brother and dad so yeah I'll have time I have the time off in between Christmas and New Year so I'll be able to do that yeah be with my family
0: and then go back to LA and be killing Andre's class
1: yeah. Yeah, we have a couple of shows coming up as well at the beginning of the year. We yeah. do Singapore on the fifth of January, so pretty much flying out straight away. Singapore's cool. It's yeah. so
0: strict though. The rules oh, yeah? are really strict. Yeah, and it's really clean. Okay. Because, but but like, like you're not allowed chewing gum.
1: Cool.
0: Like they're not allowed chewing gum There yeah. it was all weird ass rules. I remember being there being like, What the fuck? This I
1: thing- went to Taiwan as well and it was the same thing. The like safest, cleanest place ever. Yeah. Like as soon as you enter the the tube not even the actual tube itself but just like a station uh-huh. no water or not even in a bottle nothing is allowed like you have to throw it out before I, you enter the, like you can't have anything with you and I'm like oh my god people actually like listen to this rule and you look around and no one's no eating one's no it. one's drinking no one's doing anything everyone yeah. like applies to, like to the rules completely
0: I mean it's dope, but it just makes me think that the consequences to it must be outrageous. <laughs>
1: Maybe. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah.
0: Like you'll get shot or something like right. that. Something gotta yeah. be so bad that, that everyone's like, no. I'm not messing with yeah, that. Never. Like here there's rules and everyone goes, Whatever. Well, who cares? Yeah. No, nah, fuck that. Yeah. Um, how many different places in China have you been so far on this gig?
1: We've done sixteen shows. So that's not as many, but we only do shows every weekend. So yeah. if you think about that, it's been sixteen weekends. Um I mean, the biggest ones we've already done, Shanghai and Beijing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we're going to do Macau now. That's what I'm flying out for next. So that's a big one. And then we've done like Chengdu, Dongguan, Gongju. <laughs>
0: I feel like you're making it words. I know. Chengdu, yeah, Dongguan. Like yeah, I have no idea. Yeah.
1: And at some point, really, I don't even... Like, I used to look them up and be like, Ooh, What's guys, here? like on our little off day, we should... And then at some point it was like, okay, we'll... We, we go in. again. Which I just say I'm going to China. I yeah. don't even say what city I'm going to. I'm just <laughs> flying to China. No idea.
0: How do you find the traveling every week?
1: Luckily, I'm really good with sleeping on the plane. Yeah. So from a 12-hour flight or a 14-hour flight, I usually sleep like nine or 10.
0: And then grab a movie in the middle. Yeah,
1: I'm really good with it. That's like, dope. Because I suck. Yeah, most guys have a hard time.
0: I'd be. I'm always so uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. I get so sweaty and mm-hmm. frustrated. I'd be like, yeah. fuck, this sucks.
1: And a lot of times from LA, we get a red eye. Yeah. So uh, I'll be tired anyway by then. And then it just feels like it's bedtime bed. anyway. So mm. so that's usually good. I always used
0: to do that when I used to fly back from here to L.A. Mm. I always used to make sure I wake up, I land L.A. in the morning. Mm-hmm. So I'd wake up and it'd be like my daytime Because right, right. there'd be nothing worse than landing. I did it like once or twice where I'd land in the evening and I'm like, I'm wide awake. Right. I can't sleep now. Mm-hmm. So I've slept the whole flight. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Which is dope. What have the shows been like in China?
1: They're good. They're you have to sometimes remind yourself by lo- looking into the crowd how big of a deal it is to them. Yeah. Because to us, it just feels like we don't really know the artists. Like we know him now, but you would never have known yeah. of him before. You don't know any of the songs. You know, he's singing everything in Chinese. Like, you don't know what's going on. Yeah. You so, just know the counts. Right. So at some point it can feel like just steps, mm-hmm. you know. But then I have there's a couple of songs in there where we're off between those songs. So I kind of look through the curtains to see the crowd and you see them all like singing along. Like they all get like each audience member gets like one of those sticks that changes colors. And like, you know, and they're just having the best time and like loving life, you know, like to them. Like we were in one city where they said this is their first show that's happened since 15 years. Because something happened at that last concert that happened in that city. And then they were banned for a while. And, you know, in China, like, every city kind of has its own rules and regulations.
0: Yeah, and they're strict as hell, there.
1: So this this show that we had done was the first time that this city had seen a concert in 15 years. So I kind of had to remind myself of that while I'm on stage. Because, like, to us, this is kind of nothing. But to them, we're, yeah. pro- we're bringing them so much joy, yeah. probably. In Th- this is and their half Beyonce. Hours. Yeah, like- so, like... You know, you have to remind yourself of that so that you f- can feel like grateful for the opportunity. Otherwise, it might just feel like work. Like you just got off a plane; you were traveling for 20 hours. Now you're doing this. You're flying back for tomorrow for yeah, 20 hours. You like,
0: dance into music that you can't relate to. Yeah, you to have whatsoever. no idea what's,
1: what he's singing about. Like, <laughs> and our show is actually like we also sometimes watch back footage or videos because mm-hmm. our stage and production of the stage is humongous. I like, bet the
0: budget is unreal. Yeah, well, the fact like, that they're flying you every week shows you that than, it's
1: bigger than like Usher, Chris Brown, like any of his shows. Mm-hmm. Like we have six LED towers. Like we have a huge spaceship in the background. We have our laser show is crazy. So like someone's watching those pictures back afterwards, you're like, Oh, we yeah. forget that's happening behind uh-huh. us. You know, it's like a big thing. In
0: 10 years time, you'll look back at it and you'll go, that was unreal. Yeah, exactly. Do you know what I mean? Like it's we just traveled
1: through Asia where I've probably never gone if, yeah. it, you know, if it wasn't for work um, and just got to perform for when you add them all up for like hundreds of thousands of people, you know? Yeah. no for sure Mm.
0: that'd be dope yeah my mom
1: actually came to see one of the shows in Shanghai in June oh sick she flew out to Shanghai did she like it it. she loved it yeah because the artist he's very he's been in the industry for 20 years yeah
0: who would you you relate into that English people would know is is he like similar to our version of someone
1: um, not really no (laughs) because I think he has a lot of tradition to him like he sings a lot of traditional Chinese songs as well so he's not just a pop artist, you know, like yeah. people, like older people love him for like stuff he's brought to the country. And like, he's kind of more of a public figure like that as well. Like yeah. he does public speaking and like he's yeah, an yeah. actor as well. So he's kind of a bit of an all-rounder that just stands for a lot of things in China, I think, mm-hmm. you know. But he just knows how to own a own a stage yeah, and like...
0: A natural performer, obviously. Yeah,
1: and he's just... My mom had no idea what he was saying, but she would laugh sometimes because she could tell that he's just being... He's being friendly and like he's on the big screen. You can tell he's being genuine and like he can play four different instruments. So he's playing violin, guitar, piano like throughout the show. And like, that's legit. She thought it was amazing, you know? That's so so sick. Yeah.
0: That's fly. Mm -hmm. How, um, so for people who don't know you very well, it's weird sometimes talking to my friends (laughs) because it's like, I know you really well. So it's like, oh, what do we talk about? (laughs) Because I know your life, kind of. Um, but for people listening, I want them to be able to uh, know mm-hmm. Alex the person, not Alex the dancer. Because mm-hmm. everyone always be like, they look up to an artist or a performer and they go, mm-hmm. oh, I want to be like them. Mm-hmm. I want their career. But what people always forget is it isn't the artist that got them there. It's the person mm-hmm. behind the artist is what the success is. Right. You know what I mean? It's just the artistry that they see mm-hmm. is the product of you. Right. So like, how did you get into dance? What What made you be a dancer and a performer?
1: Well... I was quite late to it, I think. I used to always dance in competitions, because in Germany that's kind of all we used to do. We didn't really have much like idea or so we had no yeah, performing arts colleges or anything like that to kind of, you know, get a degree in or anything. You mm-hmm. just kind of trained, and you'd dance school, and then you'd be in a crew, and you'd just compete. Yeah. Like in IDO, you know, yeah. that was our, wow, world championship. Like, Nika went there, Andrzej went there. Like, all the Europeans would be, uh, you know... So that's all I really did but then I never saw myself to be a dancer in the as a career you mm-hmm. know and uh I then I was studying international management at wow. university forcefully kind of you know thinking I sh- I have to do this you know my dad wants me to do it what else am I going to do like mm-hmm. this is okay and then I, I was just failing all the exams and, and I was always good at school so I hated being bad at it. And I was like, I'm, I'm not going to continue if I'm just bad at it. Were
0: you failing because you were bad or because you didn't, I didn't like wanna, it? I didn't want to do it. Yeah. I just
1: was really unhappy. I couldn't go to the competitions anymore. I couldn't train with my friends. Like, mm-hmm. I couldn't do any of the dance stuff. So how old like were you then? Like 19. 19. Mm-hmm. And then my mom was always the really supportive one and then she found uh, the international student visa program at Broadway Dance Center in New York. Uh-huh. She was like, why don't you do this, you know, like, let's save some money and then you can do this for, like, six months and see if you like it. You know, you'll be in New York, you'll be around all the dancing for six months. Like, wow. And I was like, oh, my God, do you think I can? And whatever. So then that's what happened. That's dope from your mom. That was 2010, so I was 21 when I went over there. Did that for six months. What Uh, was that like? It was reality check, kind of, because you see dancers, or I, I was lucky enough to meet dancers that were incredible, and that are all now in LA doing amazing things. But at the time, had no money to even get on the subway to come and take class. And they were usually all freestylers. You know, they'd all dance in the ch- in the subways and like yeah. to get their money and whatever. And I was like, this is how much they love to dance. Like yeah. to us, we love to dance, but it's easy. You know, you go to a dance studio, take class, and you're yeah. fine. Like we're not struggling we, we to do it.
0: I've never. I can't say I've ever danced in the street. Right. Exactly. Like I never used to have to busk outside for exactly. money. Never in my life.
1: So then I was like okay, this is a whole different culture to dance. Like I can't even, you know, yeah. I, I never knew this existed. Even to freestyle, like I I was just a studio kid, you know, I've uh-huh. never had to move without doing a choreography. Kind yeah, of, you yeah, know? yeah, So that introduced me to a whole new side. So when those six months were over and I came back to Europe, I was like, oh my gosh, I have to go for it. I have to try, Yeah. you know? So that was the first time I then... um really tried to audition i went back to back and forth to london quite a few times or i'd fly out to madrid where they were doing the emas that year and Mm -hmm. like just tried to you know book jobs and uh so i was 22 23 when i actually started to dance uh as a career yeah which is quite late compared to when did
0: you book your first job
1: i mean my first job was kind of a one-off yeah so I was only 19. It was an EMAs in 2007 because it was in Germany and I was able to attend audition. Uh-huh. But between that, I then studied and stuff and didn't think it what, was going to be anything serious. What did you do serious. at the EMAs? I danced for Shakira. Oh, that's a dope one. And I danced. Oh, no, no. That year it wasn't Shakira. It was Avril Lavigne. That's dope too. Uh-huh, Avril Lavigne. And Skate-a-boy? Am, was it Skate-a-boy? No, it was, I can't even remember the song. That's always the that. song
0: I go for. Was yeah, it Skate-a-boy? Skate-a-boy. Cause no. Only because I don't know any uh, others. Yeah.
1: I have no idea actually anymore. And Will I Am was a big one. Dope. We did that one. All dressed in like lingerie things. And it, I mean, it was loads of on, yeah. us on stage. But Fatima was choreographing. So oh, that's dope. It was my first job ever, and I had no idea what was going on. With an
0: OG, you know?
1: exactly. So it was big. But again, I was just from the people I was dancing with at the time. I wasn't the best. Yeah. So I was always like, they're gonna be the dancers. They're gonna be professional dancers, and I'll just be like their manager or something. You know what I mean? I never saw myself as being that dancer yeah. until after New York. And then I kind of, I sped past all of those past friends and they were like, what happened to her? How come she's all of a sudden so good? And I yeah. and so determined, you know? And so then I was just, uh, I was, from then on, I set myself like, I'm going to be working yeah, in yeah. LA at some point. I'm going to be next to these amazing dancers that I look up to. Uh-huh. And so from then I kind of never stopped. And I think... What probably made my path a little different from everyone else's is that I had the opportunity to kind of go the whole. I know this person, so if I go to a party with this person, I'll probably book the job. I could have done that, yeah, but it went against my personality and morals. Yeah, so I always chose not to. So people always said to my, always said to me, Alex, you're doing, you're choosing the harder way. You don't yeah, have yeah. to make it this hard for yourself. And I'd always say, yeah, but. This is kind of, this is what I stand This is the legit yeah, way. This is how, yeah, this is what I stand for. Yeah. You know? And so, yeah. And then once I was in England, like booking on a regular, and everyone was like, Okay, now you're in a good place. Like, wow. I said, Okay, now I'm gonna go to LA. Yeah. <laughs> and they were like, Why would you go now? Like you're finally making money, you're finally booking regularly. I was like, Because I'm now I'm gonna yeah. go to LA. I'm I, I'm I'm ready. I'm ready. Here we go. You know? Yeah. So, how long were you here?
0: You moved here when you like were like three 20... and a half years, I think. I moved here in 20... beginning
1: moved... of two thousand twelve. Yeah, kind of like officially moved, yeah. and then I left for LA two thousand fifteen.
0: Yeah, because I think I was here for like a year and a half, two years while you were here. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, like three years, three and a half years. I was kind of in yeah. in London. Yeah.
0: What the? What was that like? Just moving from home to here?
1: It felt quite easy actually for me because I already had uh, two cousins. Mm-hmm. that were doing performing arts here. So I was able to already stay with them and like you have lived that them, family right? bond. Yeah.
0: Which is nice because it's yeah. something kind of exactly. like a family.
1: Mm-hmm. And then I made friends like Richie really early on. I already knew her in Switzerland. Yeah. So then we moved out here together and kind of had that bond. Yeah.
0: And you were both on the same Exactly. Track.
1: We were like new to it all and like, mm-hmm. you know.
0: And you moved like really similar times yeah. too.
1: Mm-hmm. So it wasn't, it wasn't too hard. And also I hadn't already worked as a dancer in Germany. Mm-hmm. So I think some people struggle when they already are known as a dancer there, and they're like already booking, and they're, they're like, something. and then they come here, and then all of a sudden no one knows them, and they have to work hard again. It's That's like press when and they restart, struggle, you know. Mm-hmm. Whereas for me it was like I hadn't started yet; like this was my first beginning as a dancer. So yeah, you know, I just took it as the challenge that it was. Yeah, and I think I was always very smart about being a dancer. You know, I I was quite to clock on to how things work, and I'd I'd watch other dancers and be like, okay, you're not as good as a of a dancer as me. But you figured out your look, or you figured out. There's
0: more to it than steps. Your facials.
1: And I was like, all right, boom, here we yeah. go, Alex. You know, like, yeah. I wasn't being overly stubborn about my own way. You know, I was open to like learn.
0: Yeah. What was the process like going from here to
1: LA? That then felt like, okay, here we go. Because that again. for me was a trip. Uh huh. It was, I was definitely grateful for all the people I had already met. In New York, Mm -hmm. and then also in London. Yeah. Because I do feel like it helped me out. Like, I booked jobs faster than I probably would have if I didn't do the previous steps, you know? But uh, it was just... I was never connected to America. So Mm -hmm. for me, the move to America... As, a, as that, just that itself was harder for me than just the dance step. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, dancing was just like, okay, more auditions, here we go. Yeah, dancing more was jobs, just more dance class. That's natural. It's on another level, but it's what I've just been doing. Mm-hmm. But being outside of Europe and being in America and not feeling connected to this culture and their these people, culture, and they're
0: so different to us.
1: That to me was harder for sure. That's
0: what I always remember being like, I feel like I can't connect with anyone. Yeah. I feel like we like the same dance moves, but everyone that I like the same dance moves as, like, I danced like all my heroes, like Misha and Kenny, and mm-hmm. you know I loved how they all danced. And I'd be like, "Cool, they're the people I'm gonna hang out with." Mm-hmm. And then I'd hang out with them, and I'd be like, "They oh, don't God. like they don't like going hiking. Right? They don't want to go to the gym. They wanna no. they wanna play poker. Yeah. Like I hate poker. Yeah. And for me, it was trying to find the hardest thing was finding who I fitted in with, yeah. and then finding what our relationship was based on. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. L. A. When I first went there, I feel like everyone wanted to know who I was because mm-hmm. I'd worked. A lot here. Right. Like, and I'd work for Brian, I'd work for Amy Allen, Draco, Jamal, all the people that they wanted to work for. Right. But I did it here. Mm -hmm. So then when I was going there, it was like, oh, who's the new guy? Right. Who looks different? He's pale and ginger and speaks with an accent. This is new. (laughs) And then once three months are gone and they realized I can do nothing for them but be a friend, (laughs) it was like, people fizzled (laughs) away. Yeah, yeah. Did you find that?
1: I definitely, I feel like I went through a lot of different friends. Like friends, not really friends, but... Um, Acquaintances. Yeah, because you'd think, especially at the beginning, before I understood that Americans are different when it comes to being friends, I was like, oh, we really get along. Yeah. Like, we're and hanging not, out all the time.
0: And for anyone listening, like that's not a good or a bad thing. No, we just it's do just, things differently. We just do things differently. Right. It's so not we, a pro or a con. It's more like
1: misunderstandings, you yeah, know yeah. what I mean? Like, to me, if I'm trying to spend a lot of time with you, then I'm actually putting, I'm choosing to do that. It's not because it's just whatever. It's, it's not because, an obligation, yeah. it's a choice. And then I just realized that maybe they just wanted to hang out with me for those couple of months because their other friends weren't there, but they didn't really even see me that close as a friend. And yes. I'm like, oh, okay, got it. So it just took me a while to, like, figure out how things worked there. And, like, I think I just learned a lot about myself. Like, you'd think like you think you know who you are kind of until you go into a new country and then you notice that oh things that i thought i like i don't actually like them here i don't like those people that i thought like you said you know we dance the same and we have the same dance interests but we're not going to do the same things on our like on a personal you know like outside of dance so uh, it took me a while um to find those people and just to find my crowd and then to also just understand the difference between friends that i invest in and like and I'm cool with outside of dance and then just people that I th- genuinely think are great but we don't click outside of dance yeah. you know but we have that in common and we're and you know I think they're great yeah but we're not going to be close yeah. you know
0: because growing up here and becoming a working dancer here i based my life and everything under the same umbrella like right. dance was life right. my friends would dance and it, it all intertwined yeah and then going there made me really learn how to separate right, exactly. different yeah. things and learn what to prioritize and when yep, definitely you know
1: what I mean? and then i notice as well that a lot of people still only live and breathe dance yeah and i'm just not that like to me i love dance and uh, i'm always gonna probably love it even when i don't do it for the money anymore but mm-hmm. whatever but like
0: it'll still be for fun
1: yeah like i'll always love it you know i'll always feel connected to it and everything but there's also a lot of different things that i love and like i will want to spend my time doing and yeah. You know, I'm not gonna sit around waiting for the next audition. Like, if I wanted to spend a day at the beach, I'm just gonna drive to the beach. And yeah. if no one wants to come with me, that's what I'm gonna choose to do. I'm not gonna stay at home. You know what I mean? Yeah. Wait and pray for an email to come through. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't wanna, I didn't wanna base my whole LA life on dance yeah. and like giving it that power over me. Like, I wanted to spend LA how I want to spend it. And yeah. then afterwards when i look back at the la chapter see it not just as i booked a couple jobs and i was a great dancer but like i had an amazing life there yeah. you know i have amazing memories that mm-hmm. are also outside of dance
0: because i feel like that was my biggest mistake yeah. when i was there i based my life in la on work right like i stopped yeah, a lot I, of people i stopped do. drinking because mm-hmm. i was like i had a i remember i was meant to go out one night and then i had a, a email at like 11 o'clock at night like you've got an audition for jlo in the morning mm-hmm. and i was like imagine I'd gone out. Right. Do you know what I mean? Right, and it right, was right. That, that thing in my head which was like...
1: You have to be always ready. You always have to be right, ready. Right. So
0: I stopped drinking. I stopped I stopped being the fun cane that I was before I went mm-hmm. away. Maybe for the better, maybe for the worse. Who yeah, knows? whatever. But it was I part lo- of
1: the Part of chapter, the journey. You know? yeah. But I look
0: back at it and I go, oh, I missed out on a lot of cool things. Like, mm. I should have gone to the beach more often. Right. I should have made the most of LA. Like, I hiked every day, but it's because I enjoyed it and it felt like freedom. But it was also really safe because it's close yeah. to right everything there was always like headshots in the back of my car ready to go yeah. <laughs> I was always waiting for like yeah. like that dream phone call to go yeah. and do your thing and now if I could go back and change stuff I'd be like you know what you probably should have just when you said I want to go to the beach you should have gone, gone to the beach yeah. for two days do you yeah. know what I mean and camp down there with right. some shit and like, just
1: enjoy it for what it is embrace
0: it for what yeah. it is not just for steps and mm-hmm. booking a job definitely because what I learned was most of the jobs didn't bring half the satisfaction I thought they would
1: oh absolutely not do you know what I mean yeah
0: which Definitely. is which was the hard thing to learn at the time. Yeah. I remember it's doing weird. I remember doing like as I danced in the gay bar in the mm-hmm. Abbey, which I fucking hated, but it served this purpose. It <laughs> right. it got me to survive. I had yeah. to make a sacrifice to keep me there for three years. And I'll never forget doing Nicole going to Malta in front of like sixty five thousand people or whatever it was, thinking, Oh my god, I've made it, I'm living the dream, this yeah. is the one and like three days later, I'm back at the Abbey. Right. And I was like, Oh my god. Yeah. Nothing's changed. Yeah. The only thing that's different is I've got a memory and a couple of G's in the bank. But this yeah. that's like a month's survival. That's still
1: my reality right now. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I wish I embraced the the fun times more.
1: Mm-hmm. And we get up. Obs- that's when we also get obsessed with the work. Like mm-hmm. I think some people at some point, you could choose to not do that job that you actually don't want to do. But then we're like, yeah, but it's two hundred dollars. Like I yeah. could just take those two hundred dollars. But then you could also just choose not to. Because you also just did it, like, we get so driven about the money because we're so used to not having any having money. any money. So when we do have it, we just keep wanting more, you know? Yeah. Instead of using that quality time to, like, the, those hours to spend quality time rather than doing something that gets our egos and our just self-esteem back down. Yeah. You know what I mean? We should, like, sit on the high and be like, okay, I'm going to just treat myself to a nice evening or yeah. to a whatever. You know what I mean? But we get, I see it all the time, even people that come off of huge tours where I'm like... Come on now. Like, I understand you got to keep it moving. You can't rely on that, you know, the money you just made. Mm-hmm. But, like, you just came off of a huge tour and for a whole year and now you're at an audition for some lame music video with dancers that are just starting off. Like, yeah, that, uh, that, to me, I'd rather That just doesn't be, pique your interest at no, all. No, really. I'd rather than just be at a point where I, I don't have to beg for each single job anymore. It's like once mm-hmm. you kind of have reached that for yourself where you can feel comfortable and, like... Yeah. I, I ideally I would then not have to like do those things anymore. I think you know?
0: that, I agree. I think that comes with time and age and experience. Though. Yeah. Because if you'd said to like us at twenty two, do you want to do this particular? Like I always use Nicki Minaj as my main example. If mm-hmm. you'd said that to me at twenty, I'd have jumped on it in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. Ask me at twenty eight. I don't want to do it. Right. You know, like it yeah. doesn't interest me. I'll, yeah. I know I'm not going to enjoy that experience. But that only comes with trying things and knowing what you will and you won't
1: like and like learning about your priorities as well you know like you're feeling good about yourself and about what you're doing at some point is more important than just another credit or another 500 than what you're actually doing yeah
0: or what you could be doing yeah no completely yeah um do you ever miss home
1: all the time i think the older i get the more i miss home and for me home isn't I don't know if like, people won't know, but like, my family is very spread out. I grew up in Germany. My mom lives in Switzerland. My dad still lives in Germany, but not in the city that I grew up in. So everything's kind of not really connected. to None of them is, are my hometowns. And then London to me is home because I have a lot of friends and family here. I worked yeah. here for a while. I feel connected to the city. But like for me now, home is almost just like Europe it's or like pe- anywhere it- where my family yeah, is. It's, pe- it's, it's the home. people. It's your family
0: as opposed to the location.
1: But so usually I miss moments and I miss people rather than I miss a certain place, you Mm -hmm. know? Um, But yeah, the older I get, the more I'm just, I I even try to make LA more homely for myself without dance, you know? Like my priorities have changed. I'm not trying to hustle so hard to get certain goals or whatever, achieve all these things rather than waking up happy every day. And, yeah you know like and
0: enjoying the actual journey right of it. and just
1: like appreciating the things I have every day. And most of that is connected to family, you know. So yeah. whenever I feel that way, I'm like, oh, I wish I could just share this moment now with my family. So this year, I was also lucky enough to through this job the China job. I got to spend my dad's 60th, my mom's 60th, my own 30th.
0: Which you cannot beat.
1: All with my family, you know, yeah. whereas before that, I would have never made trips, like three or four trips to Europe yeah. in a year. That's a lot, you know. But yeah,
0: And you would have regretted in the long run missing those exactly. amazing huge occasions. But
1: luckily, I was blessed with an opportunity that allowed for that to happen, you know. Before, yeah. I didn't have enough money or, like, I'd feel like, oh, I can't be gone from L.A. again. Maybe I'm missing out, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So... I'm just happy that it's that's how it happened this year, you know, and I think from now on that's also how I wanna continue it. Like yeah. we only get older, life just keeps on moving on, it doesn't stand still, so we never know what's next and you know, yeah. Time with family gets like more rare, like the older you get because then at some point you have a partner, your brother has a partner, they have a family, then they yeah. don't have enough time for you anymore. Like everything kind of the just priority keeps going. Anymore. Yeah. So the time that I do have, I really Want to focus on that, like yeah. my real friends and my family, yeah. 100%. You know?
0: Like, I've just been asked to go and teach in the Philippines at the end of April, mm-hmm. and I'm like, Do you know the exact dates? And mm-hmm. they're like, No, but it's for a week, like, name your price. And I'm like, But I need the dates. I was like, It's my brother's 18th on the 28th. Uh, I was like, There's right. no price that I'm gonna miss that for, yeah. And they're like, What? I'm like, They're like, Name your price. I'm like, No, no, like, Tell me the date. Like, <laughs> if it's on the if it covers if I can't be there on the 28th, I'm not coming, right. like, it's irrelevant. That's he's gonna have that day. Once ever right. in his whole life, I'm not gonna miss it, you know, and I feel like people people oh, are God, like, yeah. what? Mm-hmm. but you you know, but it, you you've worked so hard for that, I'm like, uh-huh, but I could possibly do that again,
1: right, you can book me for that anytime he
0: can't do this again, right, exactly. like you know what I mean, we can't yeah. have that moment again, yeah, yeah. I want my first drink with my family, yeah, not waving to him on Facetime while I'm doing something which I could do a month Anytime. later yeah, you know you, you never know but I never used to think like that no, and it's either. taken a lot of sacrifices and missing yeah. special occasions to go ah, I should probably yeah. prioritize that
1: it's probably one of the worst feelings I mean I always made Christmas a priority for me, me I too. haven't missed a single Christmas with my family me either when people, even now when I'm talking to people in LA and they say yeah I was just at home I don't think I'll go home for Christmas but it, some people also just don't f- celebrate it as big but yeah. Christmas to my family like to my mom Christmas is like Oh my gosh, she gets so excited. She's excited yeah. from now. She starts buying things, she decorates, like mm-hmm. so even just even though I might even be fine in L.A on my own, yeah, knowing that my mom is at home missing me, yeah. wishing I'd be there. Oh my God, oh, no. I would just never forgive myself. I'd just be sad all the time, you know. Yeah. So that's why if unless I'm on the biggest tour that mm. I have no way out, yeah, I will just always go home for Christmas. I
0: remember when I, I mean, I was still in England, but I used to do Panto and you do. You know, you do a show on Christmas Eve. And I used to do Panther in Stoke, which to get to Wales is an absolute ball ache. And we would leave after our show. I'd get home at like 11 p.m. Christmas Eve, wake up, be tired all day Christmas day, leave seven o'clock in the morning Boxing Day to make sure I'm back for my matinee show. Mm. Je- you know? Yeah. And even when I was in L.A., like I remember one year I couldn't afford to fly home. And my mum was like, oh, you're coming. Like, <laughs> she'd yeah. pay for my yeah. flights. I was yeah. like, I've got to be with my grandma. Like, I can't yeah. not be with my grandma. Yeah. It yeah. It's dope. Mm-hmm. I love family time.
1: Yeah, man. It's the best. It's good shit, right? Because sometimes you're even, while you're having family time, you're like, oh God, here we go. Another argument, another. But in the end, it's your family. Yeah, you you can't choose it. Yeah. And if I had a moment, obviously a lot of flying hours, a lot of Mm -hmm. going going to China back and forth. It just always makes me think every time I'm on the plane, I get my journal out and I always write a lot. And I just had a moment where I was thinking, it was before I did my whole summer planning trip Uh because I knew we had two months off of the tour. Because uh-huh. the artist, he was having a baby with his wife, so he we had time off, and I was like, okay.
0: Thank you, pregnancy.
1: Right, I was like, act like old Alex says, you should stay in LA. Take class every right. day. Right, you have two months now. You hustle, can actually hustle, maybe hustle. book another job. You can let your agency know to submit you. Like, get more work in. You know, be there. Show you that you're show your face again, da da la. And then I just had a moment where I was like, but honestly though, if I could live without dance no if i could live with either or family and friends or dance i'd live without dance yeah yeah, of course you know what i mean like if i don't book the jobs i'll be fine if i don't experience certain moments with my family or if i was to lose one of them knowing i didn't spend all the time i could i'd hate myself yeah and i'd be upset you know so once i just had a big like moment of just like realization Uh and i was like absolutely no way am i gonna spend two months in LA if I don't have to. Well, like
0: I said, like I learned the hard way. You know, yeah. know, I, I, I yeah, lost exactly. someone. I lost my brother when dance was my life. I didn't right. have a relationship with him for about four years. Right. And there's not a day that goes past where you go, where I go, fuck, I wish I just text. Spend more
1: time. Like on, even if it's a yeah. text or a yeah, call, yeah. but I was
0: so busy hustling, chasing yeah, that dream. Exactly. And I'm not we saying get, that, it's not a wrong thing. and no. it's There's no one's fault. It's not my fault. You can't blame anyone, but it just puts it into perspective yeah, exactly. where you go, I could have probably missed a few dance classes, right? To make a call, you right. know, like
1: exactly. We get lost in it, and mm-hmm. then we just have to have certain moments of realization, not to like blame ourselves oh, for it's whatever the we the did. The best, worst thing that happened. But yeah, but to know. just understand it for the future, you're never gonna do this, do it the same way, you know. Yeah. You're just gonna just change your view and your lookout on things, and it's okay to miss a couple of hundred dollars or whatever, or to use that money to go spend Christmas with your family or. Yeah. Because you don't know when it's going to happen again, you know? Mm. Like, to be realistic. It's yeah. Just
0: what do you think the hardest thing about our career is?
1: Um, staying true to yourself and keeping in check with who you are and what you want. What you stand for. Yeah, definitely. It's I think.
0: so easy to get pulled away from yeah. what you believe in because you wrenched you. Yeah, and you, you just, know?
1: you know, you are gonna can connect with certain people. And then you, with through conversations with them, you then... So, kind of tend to start believing things or like you're like oh yeah you're right like you just start to jumping on other like onto other ideas that don't really apply to yourself and Mm -hmm. if you don't regularly go home and like reconnect with yourself and ask yourself like Genuinely, did I want to do that, or do I want to do this? Mm-hmm. Do how do I feel about dancing like that, or how do I feel about if you don't regularly do that, then months go by and a year can go by, yeah. and you kind of just spend a year that doesn't really, you're not really proud of, or you didn't really do what you actually wanted to. Like it can just, because you need that ne- extra check, you need that extra connection to someone, you need that, you know, you mm-hmm. constantly need so, or you tell yourself you need so many things that could, you can get lost in it. You yeah, know? yeah.
0: Do you um, do you ever? Did you ever have someone which like, was like your mentor? Did, was there someone which like, helped you learn the way or did you just kind of figure it out yourself?
1: A lot of it I definitely figured out for myself. But I uh, was lucky to have one person who it would be the only person I'd call a mentor role, even though it was still quite vague. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's from Amsterdam and he was already a little older than me. So by the time I started, he had already been a dancer. He'd already yeah. been to LA. He'd kind of already seen it all. So he was someone to, for example, I'll never forget. At some point, he I uh, sent him a video of a class, and I, I was so proud. And he was like, "Alex, take off that hat, <laughs> take off that long, long hoodie or whatever I was wearing, and dance with your hair down or dance in a ponytail, wear a different kind of outfit, like Be a chick. just yeah, just a basic, you know, yeah, check on, check in on myself. But like, it was necessary because I had no idea that was that was a thing, you know, mm-hmm. or um. Yeah, he would just remind me of certain things uh that that i definitely threw out in the moment he'd tell me, I'd be like, Oh, whatever. And then something would happen and I'd be like, Oh, he told me that. Yeah, motherfucker was yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I think it's so
0: good to I mean, if you can you can't force it. You can't make that relationship. But mm-hmm. if you do find someone that piques an interest in you and has some faith in you and belief mm-hmm. in you, like I always think people need to utilize that mm-hmm. and really embrace it like my I had quite a few people, but my main one was John. Mm-hmm. Like and I always use him like he's my ultimate hero. He's right. like <laughs> my super dad, who's not yeah. my dad, obviously, but like he was the one which was like, You're actually dope. And he right. would always be like, he'd grill me and he'd give me shit and yeah. he'd take the piss out of me. But it was always with a good intention mm-hmm. and there was always correction there. There was always help. If I ever needed advice, he was always a go to. You know what I mean? And I really feel like having that mentor and it needs to be someone that you can relate to and yeah. someone you trust. Right. Because I feel like a lot of people, like when I first started dancing and big shout out to them, cause they helped me loads. I used to be like, I used to see BB and Cisco and Sean Niles and be like, I want their life. Right. And I want to be like them. I want, and I'd hang out with them and I'd be like, Oh, this isn't organic. Right, right, right. This isn't organic. This isn't me. Right. But I respect you as artists and you're so good at what you do. Yeah. I, I, I need to learn something from you, right. but this isn't me. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then I remember meeting John being like, oh my God, you're like me. Mm-hmm. Like, but you also have what they have that I right. need. Like, the I mean, it was organic. And yeah. that for me was like the ultimate game changer. Yeah,
1: that's definitely very rare also to find. To find Like, some, I never had that, you know, like, to that extent.
0: Yeah. And I just remember being like, it's someone that I can go, what do you think of this? And I know there's going to be honesty whether mm-hmm. I want to hear it or mm-hmm. not. And it's so helpful. Yeah,
1: I was going to say that's actually also an important part in a mentor is not even for him to always Agree. give you advice or help you or whatever but for me for example now even years and years later mm-hmm. where I'm not in a position anymore where I needed his advice or I ask for his advice very much but if I get a dance video of myself where I'm I think I did good or I worked yeah. on things that we used to talk about that I should work on Yeah, and then I'll send it to him and I'll be like, oh my God, like I wouldn't even care how many views it gets on on Instagram, how many comments it gets, how many likes it gets from other dancers. If he says, uh, it's not very good, then I'm like, oh damn. Yeah. But if he says, whew, I see exactly what you worked on there. Like I see how you improved. If he tells me that, i do not care about anything yeah. else on it you know what i mean no like, it
0: does you're so right
1: it's just having that one person where you where you know they've seen your growth for i don't yeah. know how many years they know what you've worked on they know what you're trying to like achieve you know mm-hmm. and when they give you a compliment you're like oh my gosh this is yeah. the world you know and it's
0: weird because like especially in what i do now like being in the dream boys i get right. compliments every 20 minutes right. you know i mean compliments don't mean anything mm-hmm. anymore because they're so regular and they're yeah, so not true. based on me as a person or me as a skill it's always right. like you're hot you're a great dancer right, like, right, right. there's not a lot of thought behind right. it but like I I remember me and Lizzie choreographed together once I posted it and John put like a really great comment mm-hmm. and i was like oh, he never does
1: that yeah you know what I mean? yeah and
0: i remember once after class marty and i always say i said it to natalie on the podcast he came up to me and he was like you're getting really good don't let it get to your head and all i heard was you're getting really good i was like <laughs> like you know yeah. and it's from those certain people yeah, where you're like absolutely oh my god like leanne yeah, lemay so same meaning. thing mm-hmm. she said it to me when she was like you're better than you think you are when mm-hmm. i first ever started out and i was like oh. mm-hmm. like and those moments they do stay with you for Definitely some reason more than do. all the other things it means
1: so much Yeah, absolutely.
0: So I always say that to people, like if you see something and you feel like that person needs a moral boost, Mm -hmm. like don't say it for the sake of saying it. Saying it because you feel like it's going to mean something and mean it when you say it. Yeah, definitely. Like I don't give compliments. I'll throw them around. Very much. Yeah. Like I'm nice to everyone. I think there are lots of nice people, but it's not very often I tell someone that they're fucking dope. Right. Do you know what I mean I only say when I mean it? Like definitely. you know, I tell it to you because I mean it. I'm like, <laughs> I'll be like, you killed that. Oh, yeah. Like, and you always go, thank you, thank you, because you know it's honest. <laughs> yeah. Like,
1: <laughs> yeah, it's
0: a weird and wonderful world we live in. Yeah, especially. I've
1: definitely another thing. I, sorry, another thing I worked on a lot this year, kind of, uh, not even knowing I was doing it, but someone pointed it out to me um, a couple months ago, where they said you had two major shifts. Were, that I've seen this year. Mm-hmm. And one of them, they said, is that I've become a lot more relatable and personable on social media. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. Like, I've never... And then I connected it with, because I've been on this regular job where I've just appreciated for who I am and I haven't had to, like, audition for people and, like, feel like I need to put on a certain front or whatever. You need to be viewed I've a definitely relaxed way. a lot more. And then I remember on my 30th birthday receiving a lot of you know birthday wishes and whatever and surprisingly so many of them spoke about my energy and my aura and everything that i give off
0: Mm -hmm. rather
1: than my dancing yeah you know like dancers or people that i know but also that i don't really know that well that kind of just maybe Mm -hmm. follow me or whatever and that just i i I was crying reading them because like i noticed that what to me seems normal and just seems like my personality like me doing those car karaoke that I always do when I sing along to songs in my car which are thoroughly entertaining and people love them more than I think and and your dog walks my dog like and sometimes I just speak into the camera and I'm just talking normal things about like I don't know what I'm even but I just noticed that being a genuine person which naturally I usually always am
0: way more interesting
1: like it it gets to people or it helps people out more than Mm -hmm. always posting a perfect dance video you know what I mean like And that definitely made me go, okay, that's what I can use social media for. Uh And that's what, when someone talks, gives me a compliment about my personality or anything deeper than dance, it Mm. clicks onto me way more. And it's made me realize that that's also something else I want to do for people later on. Like, I can teach you steps, but everyone can teach you steps. But if I can give you some kind of a... value, Yeah. If if you can leave meeting with me or like a class with me and be like, I'm going to take that on for... My future, Uh or whatever I'm going to do in this next year, then that would mean way more to me than if you just take on a step and then you could post on Instagram. You know what I mean? Completely. What? Yeah. Yeah, What do you
0: see yourself doing in the future?
1: Well, ideally, Uh I want to do. I want to be a dog trainer for therapy dogs. Sick. Get a therapy. (laughs) Not dancers at all. (laughs) But yeah, I love dogs just as much as dancing probably, and I would love a career where I just work with dogs. Do you prefer
0: dogs or people? dogs dogs always All day. Absolutely. you need to come to my house and see our dog. I know Kyle's got a new puppy called Joey. Stop. He needs some training. Oh. He's a little crackhead.
1: Well, I can train yeah, him. Yeah, you can train him. But then I also would like to um, use dance as more of a I'd love to be a mentor role, you know. Mm-hmm. I I don't I'm not interested in running camps or like have hundreds of students. I'd rather do it and close like 15 to 20 people mm-hmm. and just rather than just do it in, in intensive where you never see them again after two days, I'd like something where you check in on people like, like every, every two weeks or something. Yeah, or like even just every two months or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. you have like a short session either via Skype or like FaceTime or yeah. even then just in person or like getting everyone together again and everyone sees their growth and like everyone has to give critique on each other. Like, it's just something like yeah, kind of just setting up more of a, maybe it would cover a whole year. Mm. But every just every now and again, yeah. you know.
0: Because I do see a lot of these now, uh, the dance camp or yeah. intensive is the mm-hmm. new is the new is the new in thing. Mm-hmm. Everyone's got a fucking intensive, mm-hmm. which is and ridi- they're great, which is ridiculous money and lasts three days. Yeah, but it's like you can only learn so much in right. three days, and I'm sure you'll learn stuff. Right, but where's what what happens after that? Exactly, the, that's what I exactly. think you. And is I've missing. even
1: spoken to a bunch of people that have done those. Where they feel great after it, but then a couple months later, they already feel like they were never part of it. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Because they, there's no relationship after Yeah, it. They, they're not able to talk to someone anymore, ask questions or send them a video, for example, and say, do you think I did better now? Or like anything like that, you know? Yeah. And from like what I just said about how I want to have some kind of a emotional and like personal connection with people, I'd rather have 10 people that fully trust me. Yeah. And that, like, value my opinion, value what I, like, give my advice and everything. I'd rather have that. Than a one steps. Yeah I, yeah, I don't really care that much, you know? Mm-hmm. So, on a long run, I would love to have something like that. Especially in Germany and Switzerland, like, there's so many dance camps and classes, but...
0: There's not many people not where you really... get to be a people, yeah. be a person. Uh-huh. And they can't people. relate
1: to someone on a human level, but that is achieved a lot. They've yeah. been internationally um, big in their career yeah. rather than just, like, locally, mm-hmm. you know? So... That's something I could see myself enjoying. Yeah. You know, that's connected to dance. Because a
0: lot of times what makes a dancer great or what makes them change from being uh, unsuccessful to very successful right. it's not normally steps. No. It's yeah. a mindset switch. Mm-hmm. You know, it's how they view things. is how they approach right. things. And you, we were speaking before this and you said in, in the last year, since like January, your mindset switch, you've become a much happier person. Oh, which makes dance way more fun. All right you way more comfortable yeah. work-wise than you've been right. since you've moved to LA. And that's all because of a mindset switch. Right. You know what I mean? My
1: a- energy changed through that, you know? Like, mm. probably now, even so- sometimes when I s- see what people are saying about my dancing, I'm like, probably two years ago, I wouldn't have even danced that way because now I'm a, I'm a lot more confident. I'm a lot more aware of like what I'm good mm-hmm. at and I'm just okay with it. You know, yeah. I I stop thinking about my doubts. Like I don't doubt myself as much anymore. I'm just more like, I'm really, I'm really good at this. Yeah. So I'm just going to kill it.
0: That's like me. I never look at the things I'm, I mean, I never look at the things I'm really bad at. I look at the things I'm really good at yeah. and how can I bring that to yeah, the yeah. table? You should because definitely
1: be aware of your weaknesses, of course especially we- at the beginning. Of course. You know, you have to work on them, but you need to be so confident about your strengths because otherwise everyone's going to run over you you mm-hmm. know what i mean like this especially these days people are so confident over their mm-hmm. like they can be really really bad at 95 things Yeah. but if they're good at one thing and they're really good at that they can sell that to the world yeah
0: cuz i know i'm really good at one yeah. thing and i'll make sure that people everyone know that. knows i'm yeah, really good at exactly. that one thing and that's what i was never taught before right, it right, took right. A, it took a lot of uh figuring out as i go along and i used to look at the people that would do well yeah. i always remember looking at jay Ravel and mm-hmm. being like wow, how does he work so much mm-hmm. like what is it about him because he, yeah, he's a great dancer but there's a, there's loads of great dancers right. yeah he's good looking but there's loads of good looking guys and like casper casper mm-hmm. smart i was right. thinking fuck he does everything and even yeah. when i met him and timor it's the same right. thing they've all got this thing where they believe in themselves yeah. so much and they you believe in them then yeah. and you go yeah yeah absolutely exactly like, there's a reason that they're you trust exactly. them because you know that they've, they've got 100% confidence in themselves right. that they can they'll get the job out. done. And right. if, if they don't know now, they'll know by the time right, they need right. to know. And I took that on board. And since doing that, like everything yeah, it's true, kind of falls into place.
1: Because they take you more serious then too. Whereas mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, probably you as well. When I first got to LA, even though I had worked already in London for numerous years and I've done my CV, looked great, people didn't know me. So no. they still treated me like a beginner. Yeah, so yeah. the more I gave them reason to by being insecure or being unsure of myself or being like, you know, not that certain of my strengths or whatever that it, it you know, it, it made them even more believe, Oh, she's still, we can kind of do whatever with her. Mm-hmm. Cause she's not really that yeah. she's not confident. She's not a professional yet. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas once you kind of show them like, Oh, I know I'm dope at this. Yeah. Like don't, you know, don't mess with me. Like yeah. then they take you more serious because, that's what the big professionals, that's what they all do. Like everyone's, you know, easy to work with, Mm -hmm. but they're also not, they're also going to show you that they know their, they know their strengths. They know what they're good at. They know this business, you know, they figured it out. You Uh can't just mess with them. You can't just tell them whatever you can't just, you know, just treat them like beginners, you know? So I think the more you believe in yourself, the more that'll portray out to everyone else. And then they'll believe you, you know?
0: I also learned to like, if I know that I've got a weakness, Not to show them it.
1: Oh, yeah. Like,
0: when I moved to LA, they'd be like, oh, will you go to this technical audition? And Mm -hmm. i go, no. Mm -mm. And they'd be like, but it's part of your visa deal. Like, you know, you've got to go to all the auditions we send Mm -hmm. you. And I'd go, no. I don't want people to know I'm shit at something. I'd rather not go. I'd rather not be seen. Otherwise, they're just going to remember me as the shit guy. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And, like, even in auditions, if I'm struggling, which is rare, but if it's, like, a a Cisco audition where that doesn't feel natural to me, or a Brian audition, I'm all this doesn't feel right, so I'm not going to stand at the front. Right. I'm going to go and figure it out in the corner where no one can see me until I know what the fuck is going on. Right, right, And, like, learning those along the way, it just makes now life so much easier. Easier. Oh, absolutely. Because I remember always being like, I want to be at the front of everything. And then they'd see the shit me and the good me and that wasn't good for anyone (laughs) they'd be like he's crazy yeah really enthusiastic
1: and then he they don't watch you doing your great things and all they see is the bad stuff they've
0: already placed you (laughs) they've they've already made that perception on me of figuring it out and going well he's oh he's a lot yeah (laughs) it's a full-out ginger kid and now i'm not full out at all (laughs) (laughs) i'm not good at that yeah dog trainer i think you'd make a great dog
1: oh i love it it's even in, I mean, LA kind of even changed that whole thing for me because in Europe, we're not used to having rescue dogs very much. Like, no. you know, you buy a puppy, puppy usually from being a puppy and you train him and every dog is pretty well trained because... And the shows. Yeah. But in LA, like... So what do you do Breeding the, is illegal. What do LA. you do
0: with a pup? Is illegal?
1: Mm. Oh, wow. In California, it's the first state. Because there's such a huge amount of rescue dogs that are just out on the streets that are being, you know, yeah. like abandoned by their owners every single day that it's just becoming this it's like a huge deal you know mm-hmm. like shelters have to put down hundreds of dogs every week to make space for the next one so yeah. they just want people to adopt them rather yeah. than to breed a dog mm-hmm. you know that's not it doesn't have to be there kind yeah. of so know?
0: do you uh do you work at like a shelter? Chow- do you give up time well i've been volunteering quite, volunteering quite a I yeah
1: i've volunteered uh, for a bunch of different rescue centers mainly with Uh, bully breeds Uh so pit bulls and
0: bulldogs and whatever the dangerous ones exactly which are the most loving dogs ever yeah I
1: love them Um, they're illegal here yeah in a lot of countries Mm. mm, I know Um, But I also, like, I have two friends that have their own little businesses. One is a dog walking business and the other one opened, like, her own little dog ranch where it's, like, a doggy daycare or sometimes they stay on for, like, a week when their owners are on vacation or whatever. And I'm pretty much assistant to both of those. Mm -hmm. Like, whenever they need any help, I usually come in and take care of the dogs or walk them or whatever. Like yeah. if I can spend dogs the time with dogs, I do. And especially knowing that I want to work with them later on. And right now I can't do it like full time, but yeah. I can already gain experience with different types of breeds, different characters and dogs, like how to deal with a hectic dog, how to deal with a scared dog, how to deal with an aggressive dog. Like I'm already kind of slowly learning or, you know, tr- teaching yeah. myself with what I can so that whenever I get into a position where I actually want to do it full time or I want to go to school for it, whatever, I'm already Coming there with some kind of experience, not like I love dogs. I want to work with. Them. Like I want to show yeah. that I've.
0: You understand. Done, yeah,
1: I've done my part to already kind of sh- you know spend time with them and learn them. You know? Yeah,
0: that's so dope.
1: Yeah, but uh, again, like to me, I mean, I make a little extra cash on it, but it's really not about that. Especially no being in LA, being around dancers, being around that whole kind of life. Whenever I get a dog and I can go for a thirty-minute walk with him. It's a oh, great way therapy. to disconnect. Oh my god, it's perfect for me. You know, so. To me, it's that I connect the two.
0: Like, my disconnect when I was there was always to do, like, a hike. Right. So, to do a hike with the dog, even better. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. I always used to take Nikki Primo's dog, Miguel. I used to take him for a walk up there. And he'd be like, I'd be like, oh, my God. Like, it's just me and no one. Right. But I've, I don't feel alone because I've got you have someone. Yeah, even exactly. though he doesn't know what the fuck is going on. But it was great. <laughs> he wants great. to be there with you yeah, in that and he's, and he's loving me. He's looking <laughs> exactly. at me like, I love you. <laughs> <Right>. gonna, <laughs> thank you for bringing me yeah. out.
1: <laughs> <laughs> whenever you're upset, just have a dog with yeah. you. <laughs> Completely. Someone will love you. Yeah. you
0: know? Mind you, whenever I go back to Cardiff, I've got two labs. Mm-hmm. And um, I go out and they, they live in the garage. They've got like a big hut at the garage and stuff. And they're always outside. And I'll literally go, I'll do my whistle. I go, whew, like this to and them they don't go. and no they'll uh. run and they'll sit at the door and they literally will uh. not stop barking until I open it and sit down on the floor and, and then, like cuddle them and smother me and it's literally like the most heartwarming feeling it really is it's like when I walk in and I see my mum it's exactly the same <laughs> feeling you know you're like oh yeah. like but it's they're like they're overwhelmed with joy they're to overwhelmed see. with joy and yeah. you're like somebody loves me yeah even if you've had the shittest day yeah and everyone's been an asshole to you you yeah. can count on them to give <laughs> you yeah. some love
1: Definitely. And I I can't wait to have a dog myself, but especially knowing that I'm not gonna be in LA for too much longer.
0: It's hard to get I don't want to
1: have one while I'm there and then every time I want to travel home I have to figure out what to do with the dog and yeah. so once I'm once I'm settled back in Europe, that's when I'm gonna yeah. get myself a dog.
0: I'm constantly like, I want my own dog and well, I'm like I can't wait. you travel every week. Yeah. You cannot have a dog. Yeah, that's <laughs> like yeah, you're like you can you could probably get away with a cat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but not a dog. Yeah, no. That's dope. hmm So um You've got one more day left in London.
1: One more day in London. Well, yeah. And tomorrow all of tomorrow stuff. Back to
0: back to sunny LA.
1: No, back to Macau. Oh, back first. to Macau first. Macau. I don't even then. know what the weather's like in Macau, but I mean, Macau is supposed to be the Vegas of Asia. Oh, so it's just gonna be hot then. Well, city wise. Oh, casinos okay. and casinos. shows and yeah. big buildings like that. So we're probably gonna be in huge like hotels and casinos and those kind of things. Yeah, Probably I don't s- think it's an outdoor kind You're not going to see outside exactly. once.
0: You get, it's going to be like an indoor village.
1: Right. So, yeah, we're, I'm excited for that. It's going to be a fun experience. We're here, there for an extra day as well because we have uh, an extra rehearsal. So it's 16 of us. So if we all go and have some fun in Macau, I'm sure we could. It be a good time. Yeah, I'm sure we'll sure a good can
0: time. can get pretty fucked up in Macau. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about. Have you been partying on this job?
1: Not really. No. Not really. Because uh, we're really not there for long enough. We fly in. I guess
0: you don't want to be traveling that with a yeah. hangover.
1: No, exactly. We fly in. Usually we arrive the night before the show. And we just spend the night at the hotel. The next day is show day. We usually have like a like dinner kind of thing, after show kind of thing, after the show. But it's more, maybe we'll have a couple of beers or something with, you know, the team. But it's we never go out, out. It's always yeah. like at the hotel. <laughs> I we say out, out. Out, 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 out yeah. Out. We just yeah.
0: go out. Not out, out. No,
1: out out, exactly. And then the next day we already travel back, so Fly. Not much yeah, not much partying going on.
0: Well, I've loved having you.
1: Thank you for having me. Thank you,
0: Cafe Nero, for hosting
1: <laughs> us. <laughs> it's a perfect
0: spot actually. Yeah, it's really quiet. I always <laughs> struggle to get space. Kyle and it's and nice, Kyle, comfy little. Kyle couch. was gonna try and get us in in his theater, mm-hmm. but the spare room was being used for a singing rehearsals and okay. shit. And he was like I've got the place. Yeah, and I was like, this, a coffee shop. And this can be your go-to this is, spot this now. It's this really cosy. Yeah. So shout out Cafe Nero. <laughs> Next time, just give us some free coffee.
1: Right.
0: <laughs> this episode was brought to you by Level Up Dance Academy, bringing you premium dance training, making you the best dancer you can be, so you can have a career better than me. Rhymes, bars, rap star. I'm out. Bah. Thank you for listening to the Ins and Outs podcast. Please leave us a five-star rating and review on iTunes. Subscribe, share with your friends and family, and also follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We out. Peace.